This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 268. What I learned to understand is those negative narratives have a tendency, if we really pay attention to them, to be indicators of what's important to us. So when I get in that place of fear, like I suck as a coach, I'm afraid I won't be able to coach somebody. I don't have my stuff together. How am I possibly going to help somebody else have their stuff together? I started to recognize those stories were trying to tell me coaching is important to me and being the best coach I can possibly be is important to me. And what do I know about being the best possible coach? And that quieted the negative narrative quite a bit. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It is fantastic to have you join us. And I hope that wherever you are listening, whatever is going on around you, that it's really wonderful, that you're having a great day, that your holiday season has been filled with joy and appreciation and love and and wellness. This is our last show of the year. And I have to say, as I've been reviewing the shows that have come these 12 months prior, I've just been tickled pink at the kinds of content that I've been able to bring forward with my fabulous guests. And and this show is absolutely sort of the cherry on the whole cake. So I was in a place of trying to decide, am I going to take two weeks off for the show at the end of the year? If you're a regular listener, you know that I did take last week off for Christmas and my son's birthday. And just to kind of, you know, spend some time with family and those kinds of things. And I had been debating, do I take the week of New Year's off as well and just kind of settle in? But then I was doing an interview with my guests for today. And she said, I said, I'm really debating whether to have your show go live in December or whether to wait till January. And I said, it would go live on December 29th. And she said, December 29th, that's my birthday. Well, ladies and gentlemen, did I that not just like said it? We're absolutely bringing Pam Thomas, also known as Pam Axe, forward in today's show because it's her birthday. So happy birthday, Pam. We're going to tell you about the show in just a second. But if this is your first time to the show and you don't know me, uh, my name's Meg Rentschler, and I am all about getting barriers out of the way, getting the path clear and forward moving for you, whether you are a coach, whether you're a leader, whether you're somebody who just likes all this kind of information about ways to help others get through their barriers and meet their goals, which is what partnering with people as a coach helps them do. So in order for my vision of people relating better with one another and communicating more clearly and really giving the gift of presence and focus that the person that you're talking to is 
important enough to you that you absolutely try to understand what's their perspective, where are they coming from, and how can I help them figure out ways forward for themselves. That's what coaching is all about. That's what I believe is going to make such a difference in the world. And therefore, I use this show every week to bring different strategies, tools, and resources forward for coaches to strengthen their skills, build their businesses, use leadership as coaches, help leaders understand coaching principles, all those kinds of things to create the impact in the world that I believe we're all capable of doing. Now, as I get into sharing with you about the show this week, which is not only had to I did I have to bring it forward because it's Pam's birthday, but I also really wanted to bring it forward because what a great way to end the year in talking about getting our negative narrative out of the way and shifting so that we can really build the life that we want for ourselves. What an awesome way to end the year. But as I get ready to share more with you about the show, I do want to take just a minute here to let you know that if in fact, building your coaching muzzles, building your confidence as a coach, working in some deep dive into the competencies with other coaches, as well as getting one-on-one time with me, if that lights you up, if that excites you, there is a new mentor coaching program beginning in January with me. It's right around the corner. So if you're interested, go to starcoachshow.com slash mentor, M-E-N-T-O-R, starcoachshow.com slash mentor to get information about the program that is going to begin early 2022. Would love to have you join us. Limited group of coaches. So if you're interested, check it out. Now let's talk about what we are going to light you up with today. And that's going to start with my guest. My guest is on faculty at UTD with me. And I got to say that she is one of the most beloved instructors. Everybody loves Pam. And they love Pam because she is filled with light and energy and positivity. And she knows her coaching. And Today, we're going to talk about that mindset that can get in the way of us bringing our work forward. Pam is the founder of What's Within You, an international coaching practice that supports leaders, entrepreneurs, and coaches to change their can't mindset into, oh yeah, watch me instead. She was named one of the top business coaches in Phoenix by Influence Digest. And she's helped many go from feeling demotivated personally and professionally to feeling unstoppable. And I think you're going to get that from her energy in the interview today. She's really just awesome. In addition to coaching, Pam loves to teach. As I mentioned, she and I are on faculty together at the University of Texas at Dallas in the Executive and Professional Coaching Program. Pam loves, and she says this in the interview, to just kind of geek out on all things mindset. So we're going to talk a little bit about what is mindset 
And not only those narratives that we ourselves have told ourselves, also those that we hear, the coaches that we teach, the stories that we get wrapped up in. And then Pam's going to give some ideas about how to get out of that into a more positive narrative, into a, a forward moving. It's so good. I'm so excited to introduce you to Pam. So without further ado, Let's go to my interview with Pam X, also known to some of you as Pam Thomas. She is just amazing. Join us. Pam X, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I have been so excited to spend this concentrated time with you. Oh my God, you have no idea I am over the moon, Meg, because you know, you're one of my favorite people. So having this conversation is going to be a blast. So I'm just warning everybody, we're in the Mutual Admiration Society here, (laughs) and we're just going to be like, oh, about that. But we're talking about something that is so key. Pam and I are both coach instructors. We have the joy of working together, and Pam's a mindset coach, and we know that anytime we take on something new or we're trying to be the best at what we are, we can do our mind chatters at us. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Pam and I are going to be talking about chatter. And, and particularly for you coaches who are relatively new, well, you know what? Heck with that. I'm an old coach and I still get chatter. And Pam, I bet you do too. <laughs> Every day. Okay. Every day. So wherever you are in your journey, this show is going to speak to you. And Pam, what is it that led you into the work of being a mindset coach? Well, it's interesting because Meg, I didn't start out that way. When I first started out coaching in the early 2000s, I was coaching people in transition because I was going through some major transitions. So it felt like a natural fit. But it's what's interesting is as I was coaching people and the more I coached people, the more I recognized just the stories we tell ourselves. And dawned on me. I mean, I've been on this journey since I was 10 years old. That's over four decades. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) I had to do my math in my head to figure out why all the negative chatter. Mm -hmm. And so it just made sense that people were presenting negative chatter. And so that's it. That's how it just kind of naturally evolved. Well, and that negative chatter absolutely zaps our energy, it zaps our confidence. It, Mm -hmm. you know, as I say, when I teach cognitive coaching, you're feeling the way you are right now because of the thoughts that you're having right now. That's a famous quote from Dr. David Burns. And it's so spot on, right? So oh, absolutely. You decided to write a book. Your book is titled Developing a Confident Mindset. And the subtitle is Simple Ways to Change the Negative Narrative that Undermines. Love the book. Thank you. What I love about the book is that it, it A, lays out the whole premise of mindset and the games we can play with ourselves, mm-hmm. and then ultimately gives some great exercises like, okay, are you doing this? Try this instead. How about you experiment with this? How about, you know, and so for anybody, well, and everybody who's listening, I (laughs) promise you has mindset that can get in the way. This is just, you know, one of those you could put on your nightstand and make a commitment to do one exercise, you know, over the week and and just, uh, and then once that sort of embeds, do another one. So it's just a great book. And in that, we are going to be talking today about 
maybe reiterating some of those mindset issues. And if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I know all about mindset. You know what? I encourage you to listen because every time we hear about a concept from a different angle or a different perspective, it's going to land on you differently. And we know that we went through some of these specific issues as coaches that we continue to and have had the honor of mentoring and training hundreds of coaches. And so Mm -hmm. hang in there with us. We're going to hit on some of these things for you. So Pam, you say in your book, what we feed our brain is just as important as what we feed our bodies. Let's talk about that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Well, if you think about it, I mean, the things that we say to ourselves, our brains don't know fact from fiction. So whatever we're telling ourselves, our brain is going, okay, yeah, sure. It acts like Google. It's going to look for all the evidence in the form of feeling. So if I'm telling myself, as I have done, I'm a crappy coach, I'm feeding myself that, I'm going to feel that way. And that's, I'm going to capture all sorts of evidence in the form of feeling like I'm a crappy coach. And so how am I going to show up? Probably like a crappy coach, as I've ha- I have done in the past. That's and then it it's becomes a catch twenty two. It does. You know, if if I tell myself that, then I'm less likely to show up confidently Absolutely. and in that partnership the way that I want to, and so it perpetuates. One of the things that I often hear from coaches in coach training, and I totally get this. I was there too. How am I supposed to approach somebody to coach them? <laughs> When there's so many more experienced coaches out there and there's Uh so, you know, like, who am I to say that I could coach you? And, and, and I'm wondering, I know that you've heard those same storylines that we give ourselves. What would be some of the advice you might give somebody if they came to you and said, I don't know, I can't possibly. (laughs) Well, it's true. I mean, that those are storylines that I've heard. Those are storylines that have played in my head a time or two. And what I tell the the coaches that I work with and mentor is, you know, you bring to the table a world of experience. It's not just your coaching skills. I mean, we can teach coaching skills. You and I both know this. We can teach coaching skills all day long. It's having the confidence to understand that what you bring to the table is almost more important in some respects. I had a mentor once say to me many, many years ago, Pam, people don't give a crap. about the the training you've gone through, the letters behind your name, what they care about are the fires you've walked through that are going to help them walk through their own. And she was absolutely 150% correct because all of the clients that come to us as coaches are dealing with something that we've probably already dealt with. And so that world experience, that life experience becomes center stage. Who we are as coaches becomes center stage. And that's so good. And and for anybody who's saying, oh, then that means that I like lead with my story and I, I don't, that's not what Pam's saying. Yeah. What Pam's saying is that when we have that experience, we can lead with empathy, we can yes. lead with understanding and yet still have that curiosity for what's happening for that person in that situation. But the confidence that you can bring forward in knowing, hey, I've walked that path and I've gotten to the other side. That's something that I can hold space for, for the client to do as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's that opportunity and ability to connect, but be able to see it through the lens of the client and know, like you just said, that you have the confidence in dealing with whatever that topic matter is because you've already dealt with it, but you're listening to the client being curious 
and listening for their perspective or their take on whatever it is they're experiencing. So important. And when we think about, let's just do mindset 101 for a second. How would you describe our mindset? Oh, that's my wing woman. That's my wing woman. That's my yes person. She's the one that says to me, yep, absolutely. So again, whatever I'm telling her, she's coming up and saying, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to give you all sorts of evidence in the form of feelings. What we don't, and this is the thing that I, you know, been studying over the course of the last four decades. You know, when I was younger, I thought there was something wrong with me because I had that yes woman or yes girl in my head saying, yeah, absolutely. You're not good enough. Yes, absolutely. You can't do this. And I didn't understand how to get her to stop. And I didn't understand what exactly was wrong with me. I thought there was something wrong with me because I couldn't stop the negative narrative. And what I've come to understand is part of mindset, we have something called negative bias. That's a part of our mindset. And that is we have a tendency to look to the negative first. It's what kept our prehistoric ancestors safe from saber-toothed tiger attacks. It's what keeps us safe from putting ourselves out there, fearing rejection, fearing failure. So it's what keeps us in our comfort zone. And it's a matter, our mindset is you know, really important when we're wanting to push through that negative bias. When we're wanting to say to the brain, you know what, I got this. It's okay. I'm good. I'm solid. And so with that mindset, I mean, that we are talking about the fact that we might be wired to that negative bias, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean we have to live in that negative bias. Yeah. So that filter that we look through, that we evaluate situations through, we have the capability of switching. And you talk in your book about the fact that awareness is key. How is awareness key? Well, because if we're not aware, it's hard to understand that we're having a a negative narrative play in our head. We may be feeling a certain way, but not really aware of why. And that's why I tell people, your feelings are an amazing guide. They can be your GPS system for the negative narrative. Because we always, if we're tuning in, if we, and that's, that's the important part is checking in and seeing, okay, well, I'm really feeling kind of cruddy right now. I'm feeling low. I'm feeling uh, like I'm lacking confidence. What's going on? And that's where that awareness piece comes in. Uh, And I think part of being aware is being really present, which is something we don't naturally do anyway. We're jumping ahead to the project that has to get done next week. We may be sitting in the the past thinking about a, a client call that we had that totally flopped. We're not right here being aware of what we're feeling and what we're telling ourselves in this very moment. So I think part of what makes awareness critical is the present moment piece and being able to be present. And one of the places that we tend to not be present is when we get caught up in that swirl of what ifs. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Rarely is what if I go in and knock it out of the park? What if I go in and they double the rate that I asked for? None (laughs) of those are the what ifs that we tend to. It's usually, you know, what if they won't answer my call or what if they think that I'm an idiot uh, for even thinking that they would hire me. I mean, we can get into the the whole, the whole scheme of what ifs is just this never ending option of crud that we feed ourselves. Sure. Sure. And if we're what if, what ifing ourselves, that's a really good indicator that we are somewhere in the future playing out a story that may never even happen but it still impacts us and how we show up and the energy we have, uh, whether it's confident or not. Yeah. What if I suck? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
What if my clients don't like me? What if I can't get clients? What if my practice fails? Uh, We go through all of those things, all of those things. You know, when we spiral through all of those what ifs, the concept of when when I was a critical incident debriefer and I would go into companies after something horrific happened mm-hmm. and and debrief people, that, you know, trauma tends to in maybe trigger even more of those negative what ifs. So think about the fact that we've had a couple of years of a lot of, even if it's not primary trauma, we've had secondary trauma based upon all that's happening in the world right now. And so just be aware as you're listening to this, that kind of atmosphere, that kind of ah, circumstance can lead to additional negative what ifing, and just be kind of tuned into that. It it absolutely can. And it has the same impact regardless of whether it's secondary or something you've experienced firsthand. Our brain goes into that space of uh, what we call, and you and I both know this, amygdala hijack, where we're thinking, oh my God, I'm in danger and I need to to do something. Um, And to geek out here, uh, then our our thinking part of our brain goes offline Mm -hmm. because we're busy trying to avoid danger. The danger of the what ifs, the danger of the failing, the danger of our brain doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference between whether we're we're in danger for our lives or we're just feeling in danger because change is happening or something new is happening or we're stepping outside our comfort zone, which is what is required when we become coaches. We have to step out of our comfort zone. And that's scary. Right. And all of those fear-based emotions are going to be heard in our body the same way. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's not in my perspective, the way that I've always looked at it is we either have fear-based emotions, or we have love-based emotions. Absolutely. And the fear-based emotions can do a number on us and they just perpetuate. But I don't want you guys to think, well then I'm, you know, forget it. I, I'm doomed. I might as well hang it up now. I'm doomed. <laughs> what can no, we please do? Don't. What can we do when we, once we get aware? Oh, awareness is so cool because what we can do is we can start looking for the data. I mean, the negative chatter, that's what it is. It's data. And we get to make the determination as to what we want to do with the data. How do we want to decipher it? What's the truth? We can look for the truth and we can look for the not so true stories. (laughs) I was going to say something else, but remembered we're on a podcast. Um, (laughs) And I think that's, that's really important. So for example, When I first started coaching, I was working with my mentor coach at the very beginning. And I'm so thankful that I was because every single month for the first year, the narrative, I suck as a coach, I'm going to quit went through my head. And I didn't always share it with her, but, but I shared it with her enough. And thankfully she pulled me off the ceiling every single time and helped me to see what was true and helped me to decipher, you know, what was negative data that wasn't necessarily true and what was true about me as a coach. And what I learned to understand is those negative narratives have a tendency, if we really pay attention to them, to be indicators of what's important to us. So when I get in that place of fear, like I suck as a coach, I'm afraid I won't be able to coach somebody. I don't have my stuff together. How am I possibly going to help somebody else have their stuff together? I started to recognize those stories were trying to tell me coaching is important to me and being the best coach I can possibly be is important to me. And what do I know about being the best possible coach? And that quieted the negative narrative quite a bit. Oh, so good. And it also then gives you some indicators of maybe some 
actions to take or some, you know, if I want to be the best possible coach I can be, what kinds of training do I want to continue to focus on? Absolutely. How do I want to practice? Do I, you know, maybe that gives you the gumption to record your sessions and listen to them the way that we tell you again and again is the best way to build that muscle. So having that awareness can then lead to, if this is important to me, what do I want to do to support that importance? You bet. You bet. And that is, that is so critical. So you give many, many just beautiful (laughs) examples of exercises that, that, we can do in the book. So let's play that out for a minute. Let's say that we are struggling with a swirl of what ifs. We realize that it's because, you know, this is important to us. And yet we're still sort of, okay, I get that it's important. I get that I'm swirling, but that doesn't mean that I have any more experience than I do or that I have any, you know, so we're still kind of caught in that what might be something that the audience could do when whatever it is that they're they're struggling with and kind of caught in that negative loop? Well, one of the things I love to do is if, for example, let's say we're feeling less than confident, we're getting ready to take on our first client and we're questioning whether or not we have the ability to coach this person, or we're taking on our 10th client or our 100th client. We still go through that. I still go through that sometimes. I ask myself the magic question, what would I feel? If I didn't feel less than confident, or what would I feel if I didn't feel not good enough? Or what would I see if I didn't see that I sucked as a coach? So looking for the exact opposite to shine a light on what's true and being able to understand that those feelings, A, are valid, but B, when we're thinking about what we would feel as an alternative, we can start doing things that help us to feel that way. So I might say I'd feel joyful well, what, what can I do in this moment to make me feel joyful? One of the things I love to do that makes me feel joyful is I put on some, and I know you're going to love this, make good 80s music. Oh, got to love that. Sing <laughs> at the top of your lungs. Yep. Because <laughs> that makes me feel joyful. And all of a sudden I have switched, not just my mindset, but the feelings to something joyful and different. And, and, it, and that may sound funny because we're, ta- we're, we're doing something completely opposite. Or um, not necessarily where it feels like it's tied into that yeah. event, but. It changes, it changes, it changes my feeling and it changes my perspective. And that's critical. The other thing we can do is be really curious. You know, when you use curiosity, you're looking at that narrative from a different, different angle. So what can I learn? What could I learn and that sto- that question that I was asked that I asked what would I see or feel if I didn't see or feel this that's based in curiosity but we can we can ask what can I learn from the story what's this message trying to tell me what do I know to be the truth so those are a couple things we can do the other thing I love to do is when I am in a negative spiral of telling myself all sorts of cruddy stories is sit and think about my options what are my options right now if I don't want this what are my options for something different Because when we put ourselves in a place of choice, we take our personal power back from the stories that we're telling ourselves and put ourselves into a place of competent power because we have choices. Even the choice to do nothing is still a choice. Right. But recognizing that we have a choice. And recognizing that when we get caught in that spiral, our world becomes very constricted. Mm -hmm. So we 
don't, we might not even think that we have choices until we slow down and say, but what options are available to me? What choices are available to me? And by challenging yourself, because if you were in a coaching session at that moment, that might very well be what your coach asks you as, as mm-hmm. he or she asks different questions and then say, you know, what's opening up for you as options? What's opening up for you as choices? So you can self-coach yourself and, and ask, you know, what, what are my choices in this situation? Absolutely. If I'm freaked out about picking up the phone and calling a potential organization that I've been told is hiring coaches, let's say, and I'm in that uh, where my stomach's all knotted up and I'm afraid to call because they're just going to probably not want to talk to me or I don't have enough experience or I don't, they're, I'm probably not the kind of coach they're looking for all the stories that we can tell yep. ourselves. What I might just, so what are my options in that situation? Well, yep. I could not call. I could clearly lay out my script and, and maybe make myself feel better about knowing exactly what I'm going to say. Maybe I reach out to a friend to get a little pumped up. I mean, there's many different. So once I switch away from maybe looking at the phone like it's a snake and instead (laughs) begin to think about, so what options do I have in this situation? It shifts things. And and you feel you feel more empowered because you you're taking the control away from the negative narrative and putting it back where it belongs with you. I mean, we are not our negative thoughts. We aren't. Again, it's they're just data and we get to decide what to do with that data every single day. It is just so powerful. And I think that this is one of those shows that I love because we can apply it to ourselves. And obviously, oh. Pam and I have been very focused on what coaches might tell themselves and, and spiral around. But this these are things that you can take directly into your coaching sessions as well. Your clients, I promise you, have negative chatter as well. Oh, I have yet to meet a person who does not. I have yet to. And again, it's we're pre-wired for the negative, the negative bias that we talked about earlier in the in the podcast. We're all pre-wired. So we're all going to have negative thoughts. And it, that's what, you know, it's natural. It's it's human to have negative thoughts. And it's not, here's the thing. It's not the negative thoughts that are the problem. It's what we allow those negative thoughts to do to us that become the problem. The way we feel and the way we mm-hmm. behave in response to those. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So spot on. What, if anything, as, as we, because our time has absolutely flown by, what else is coming up for you that maybe we left on the table that would be helpful to explore? Well, I think what's really important, and as coaches, we are natural born givers. We love people. We like being supportive and empathetic. And we have a tendency as well, <laughs> I have a tendency, so I guess I should speak for myself to drain our batteries. And here's the thing, when our batteries are drained, we are more susceptible to the negative chatter. So it's really important that we do something that takes care of our batteries. And it doesn't have to be anything that is major and huge, unless of course you want to go take a trip. That's fantastic. Just 10 minutes a day of doing something like tuning out and taking a deep breath or putting on your 80s music and dancing around your office, just something anything to help recharge that battery is going to be really important to helping curb and quiet the inner critic. Yeah. I loved how in your book, you talked about appetizers, yes. meals, and dessert. I yes. think it was meals is the middle. So, you know, whether you have 10, you know, come up with a list of things you can do in 10 minutes that really recharge you, 30 minutes, 
Or you know what? Sometimes it's a whole dessert. It's a whole absolutely, you know, day of something or three days of something. And looking at it that way so that this doesn't have to be, I don't have the time for self-care. Mm, really? <laughs> if you have the time to sit on social media for 30 minutes or 10 minutes, you really have the time for self-care. Yeah, no, I created, that came out of a coaching session where the client and I decided that we wanted to create a uh, self-care menu so that she could have a list of the things that she could pick and choose from. So it became a no-brainer activity for her. And then she had no excuses for not taking care of herself. So that's so it, it's just, it was like, oh, this just makes sense. <laughs> and, and yes, I'm going to should on you guys. And shouldn't we all have a self-care menu? posted somewhere around where we can say, you know what, I've got 15 minutes. What can I do on this list that just really bumps me up today? Yeah. And I decided just from my conversation with Pam today that I'm going to pick an 80s anthem that I, a a song that just pumps me up and I'm going to have it readily available where I can just maybe access Alexa to play it or whatever. So that when I'm feeling down, I, cause I got to tell you that eighties music pumps me up. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Best music ever. Best music ever. <laughs> so Pam, if people would want to connect with you and learn more about you or uh, get a copy of the book we've been talking about, how can they connect with you? Oh, via my website, what's within you. So that's what's within you, the letter you.com. Although you can get there with Y-O-U as well. Excellent. We will have the link in the show notes for this episode. Such a joy to spend time with you and bring this very important issue forward. Thanks for spending time. Oh, thank you, Meg. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So there you have it. That is it for 2021. What a way to go out with a bang. Thank you so much to Pam X, my guest. If you want to know more about Pam, about her book, about um, what's within you, uh, go to starcoachshow.com slash 268. That's starcoachshow.com slash 268 and learn all about that. 2022, we have an incredible lineup of shows for you. I'm so excited. So come on back. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you want to get my weekly updates to let you know not only what the show of the week is, but also what you can expect moving forward, shoot me an email at meg at a focus on results.com. Let me know you want to be on the email list or better yet, go to starcoachshow.com and sign up for the article on what I know now that I wished I'd known when I started coaching and get some tips from seniors in our, you know, just masterful coaches who have been coaching 15, 20, 25 years as they share what they know now that they wish they'd known when they first started coaching. That's available at starcoachshow.com. That'll also get you uh, signed up for the update. So it's a win-win. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you a the very best for this upcoming year and 
for your coaching success. Have an awesome week and we'll see you next.